Back at it on a Tuesday, BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. And a little reminder for you that BetQL five-star weekend is hosted by WFAN Sean Morash and Pat Boyle is your go-to for wagertainment insights. You can use BetQL's star rating system. They break down the top bets of the day and week ahead with their experience and wit. Morash and Boyle make sports betting accessible and entertaining Gotta have that. Tune in for informed analysis and predictions to elevate your betting game. It's BetQL Five Star Weekend. It airs from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern. Good stuff. Good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, my guy Danny Vitti from the Wake and Rake podcast. And you don't understand, Danny, how much I struggle to say wake and rake because I want to say wake and bake. So, <laughs> so maybe you've exposed me a little bit here. But Danny, uh, all things baseball, 38 days till opening day. Thursday, we've got spring training when the Dodgers and the Padres get at it in the desert. And I guess my first question for you, my friend, is we just talked about the AL East. I love the Red Sox as a win total bet. I think the Yankees bounce back. What are you looking at in the AL East in terms of, of putting a little sprinkling a little cash on? Win total-wise, I agree that the Red Sox are probably the better value. Uh, I, I think the Yankees could go a number uh, of different ways here. So as, as I kind of look at the, the over-unders, because there's so many X-factors for the Yankees this year, starting with Carlos Rodon. I think their rotation is very sound as long as they can stay healthy. Garrett Cole touched on this. He was asked about what's really been one of the bigger hiccups for the Yankees these past couple of years. And it's been injuries, health. And Garrett Cole said, if this if this team can just stay healthy, they're going to be fine. And, and I I back that statement. But we just haven't seen it. And we saw uh, Giancarlo Stanton show up to spring training, and he looks like he's in incredible shape this year. But we've kind of been fooled by this same thing before. It's that season where everybody is in the best shape of their life right now. So you look at the regular season over – under win totals, depending on what you're looking at. Uh, the one I have in front of me is 93 and a half for the Yankees. With the American League East division uh, being what it is and being so competitive and being really five teams deep, uh, I personally believe it's going to be a two-team battle to the finish between the Yankees and the Orioles. Um, I personally think the Yankees, if they can stay healthy, are going to surpass that 93 and a half number very easily. But the real big question for the Yankees is going to be just can they stay healthy? I think the number is low if they're healthy. But I think if they, the, the injuries start to mount up, Aaron Judge goes on the IL for a month, that 93 and a half could be a little bit of a struggle. Danny, let's stay in the in the uh, AL East a little bit. You know, the Baltimore Orioles obviously suffered some injuries to their pitching staff. How do you see them handling that? You know, going forward, do you think they're still in play to make a free agent? Do you think they lean on their farm system? And do you think if they do choose to just lean on their farm system, do you think that's going to be enough? Yeah, I, I would slam the over on the, the number I'm looking at is 90 and a half for the, for the Orioles this mm -hmm. year. Um, the Orioles had the best record in the American League last year. For some reason, because they lost in the first round of the playoffs last year, I kind of think that the, uh, whoever made the, uh, or the, uh, the odds and the, and the win totals, are kind of, I don't know, non-believers this year. But you have the Orioles who had 100 wins last year, and then they went and picked up uh, the 2021 National League Cy Young in Corbin Burns. And by the way, what the Orioles are known for is a young core that didn't have a whole lot of experience. 
well, this team just got all the experience they could have had last year. Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson. Uh, they're going to have team control of all of this this young core for the next three, four years at, at, at bare minimum. Um, and not to mention, they have the number one farm system in baseball going into 2024, according to MLB.com and Baseball America. And they have the number one overall prospect in Major League Baseball and Jackson Holiday. And they had this new ownership, which is interesting, too, because less than 48 hours after the new ownership, uh, the sell of the team became uh, or was announced, they went out and got Corbin Burns. So if this new ownership group wants to continue to make moves and try and create a little bit of more, uh, more momentum as they start to take over here, why not make more moves and try and go out and, and put it all out on the line? So I wouldn't be surprised if Baltimore is a little bit more aggressive come trade deadline time and on the trade market if they're in the thick of things. Yeah, I think it's I think they're that division is going to be very interesting to see. I think you're right. I think it's the Yankees and Orioles. I think Tampa, unfortunately, just got too much to to overcome in terms of injury wise. Blue Jays are, are again, I've always said they're kind of like that toxic, you know, X that that you you think, well, maybe they've changed, and then at the end of the day, they're 88 and 78, and you're and you're 88 and 74, and you're like, what did I do? What did I hang out a whole year with this person for? All right, let's 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 talk about the champs, the Rangers. Um you know, kind of quiet, you know, usually that's what happens when a team wins, wins at all. A lot of people trying to either take from them or or not give them anything else. Bruce Bochy cementing a hall of fame career. I mean, talk about a team that got hot at the absolute right time and just blazed through everybody. What's the AL West look like for you? Is, is it the Astros? Is it the Rangers? Is there going to be a hangover in Texas after that world series run? I personally really like the Astros this year just because of what their bullpen is right now. But the Astros were able to do, do this offseason. It wasn't super splashy, but they were able to sign Josh Hader, who has arguably, arguably been the best regular season closer um, of this era, the last like five or six years since he came up with the Brewers. And then they also already have Ryan Presley, who has been, unarguably in my opinion, uh, the best postseason closer in all of baseball the amount of experience and innings that he has accrued over this american league reign that the astros have done over the past few years uh he hasn't blown us i think he's blown one save in five years as the the houston astros closer in the postseason and then put that uh together with abreu who was one of the better setup pitchers in, in uh in baseball last year so you have abreu presley and Hader in that seven eight nine, and then you have a rotation with Verlander, uh, Christian Javier, uh, uh, just a number of guys that all that to do is get through five six innings, put it to that bridge, put it to that bullpen. That's going to be really tough, uh, tough to beat right there. Now I say that while knowing that the Texas Rangers are the, are the ones that got hot last year. Not to mention Evan Carter hitting the three hole for the Rangers last year, all throughout the postseason, and was one of their most valuable hitters in the postseason. He's going to be 22, 23 years old this year. And so he's going to be, by the way, he's going to be qualifying for the American League Rookie of the Year, which is very similar to how Randy Rosarena did it back in 2020. He had this monster mm -hmm. postseason with the Rays, and he ended up winning American League Championship Series MVP and had one of one of the more historic American League postseasons that we've seen. And then Rosarena came back the next year and won Rookie of the Year. Uh, Evan Carter is going to have that same opportunity this year. But – the loss uh, for the Rangers, and I say loss because we don't know what's going to happen to Jordan Montgomery yet. 
he is arguably him and Evaldi. He's their ace. Now they're going to have reinforcements coming injury wise. They're going to hopefully have Jacob Degrom coming back mid uh, mid season. Tyler Malley should be coming back mid season, and Max Scherzer. We'll have to see what happens with his back injury. But the Rangers are a very, very sound baseball team. But I think it's going to be more so the second half that they start to catch fire a little bit because of the injuries to their starting rotation. Much like the Astros um, in the NL East, another team that really just worked on internally, didn't make a big splash out in the market, was the Philadelphia Phillies. They took care of Alan, Aaron, Aaron Noah. Now they're looking to you know lock up uh, Zach Wheeler. They did sign Whit Merrifield, nice utility player. What do you see from the Phillies this year? Do you think they can contend with Atlanta? Or is it just a situation of where, hey, their best shot to overtake Atlanta might be in the postseason when you shorten the rotations and depth isn't as much of an issue? I love the Phillies this year. I love the betting odds for the Phillies. If I'm a betting man, I'm putting some money on, depending on where you're looking at, to win the World Series. Phillies at plus 1,500, what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. like The Phillies were the best team in baseball last year before they got thrown out of the playoffs, surprisingly, by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Coming into that NLCS, there was not a soul that would have made the argument that they were going to lose to the Arizona. Unless you live in Phoenix, there was not a soul that would have made the argument that they and were going to lose. And even then. <laughs> and even then. <laughs> there weren't many people in Phoenix thinking that, that's for sure. And so the Phillies were by far the most talented team and the hottest team going into the postseason. This is a team that is built for a postseason. So whatever you do with regular season win totals with the Phillies, I'll leave that up to you. For me, I'm looking at National League winner and World Series winner for the Phillies because this team, those hitters, that the way that that lineup is constructed and the starting rotation and the bullpen, it's built for a postseason. And we saw that last year. The only thing that got in its way was this random hot team from Arizona and Corbin Carroll and these young kids decided to put a stop to their uh, their adventure to the World Series. But, um, yeah, I, I love the odds for the Phillies. If I'm a betting man, I'm putting some money on Philly, if, if anybody, on the National League. Love it. Talking Danny Vitti, host of the Wake and Rake podcast. Uh, good show there. Um, so, Danny, I'm a Dodger fan. I live in Miami, but, I, but, I, but I'm born and raised in L.A., Dodger fan. The Dodgers are an interesting bunch. They're the elephant in the room. 103 and a half is the, the win total for them this year. I think the NL West is going to be a lot more competitive. And I think despite all the splashy moves, the Dodger bullpen scares me to death because I don't know who's going to close games. Evan Phillips is going to be your guy trying to get a, a big out in game seven somewhere. Um, where do you, how do you, how do you approach the Dodgers and how do you approach that division? The Dodgers are kind of similar to, Texas, though, in that they have the lineup. They have a good bullpen. They don't really have a closer, as you mentioned, exactly locked down. But they have dealt with a lot of injuries to the starting rotation. Now, what did they do differently than Texas? Texas, they're kind of waiting on some of their injured guys with, with DeGrom and Scherzer and, and Tyler Malley. Whereas the Dodgers, they were able to go out and spend some money on Yoshinobu Yamamoto, Tyler Glasnow. And, and then not to mention, too, they're going to have Bobby Miller, who – maybe got called up a little bit ahead of schedule last season, but he was able to get a little bit more experience under his belt as well. So for the Dodgers too, they're going to need to stay healthy because they have all the talent in the world. They have all the payroll in the world. Um, no matter what they want to do at the deadline, Andrew Friedman and that front office is going to get it done. Really the only thing in the way of the Dodgers is going to be themselves. 
Um, I do think the Phillies match up well against the Dodgers. I still think, you know, it, it's it's anything but a guarantee that this team's going to win the World Series. I think the Dodgers have been the favorites to win the World Series. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Something like each of the last six years or something like that. And, of course, they were able to win in 2020 in that condensed shortened season, but that's the lone one for them. So they're as stacked as stacked can be. The lineup, the bullpen, uh, the starting rotation – your concerns with the bullpen, I understand, but that's what Andrew Friedman and that, that front office does so well is they're just able to kind of put some uh, lightning in the bottle players back there. And then once trade deadline come um, time comes around, then maybe they can make a move or two. Danny, let's talk about the NL Cy Young. Uh, Spencer Schrider, odds on favorite. Zach Wheeler, Webb underneath them as far as the odds go. Um, how do you feel that could play out? And are there any pitchers that might be a little a bit of a long shot that we should have our eye on? Yeah, I'm just taking a look at the odds here. Max Freed's playing for a contract here, folks. So Max Freed mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. wanting to hit for agency. There have been rumors of the Atlanta Braves and Freed potentially looking into an extension. And we know what Atlanta does, too. What Alex Anthopoulos in that front office does is they look at a good young talent and they extend them before they ever hit for agency. Indications, at least right now, is that Max Fried wants to hit for agency. He wants that opportunity to get the best deal for himself. Max Fried at plus 1,300, one of the more talented left-handed arms in the National League. If he's playing for a contract, we've seen it before in some of these contract years, um, maybe he could you know, get hot at the right time. And, and, and if he wants a big time, we're seeing with the money, that these starting pitchers are getting with Yamamoto and company. If he wants that $300 million contract, he could certainly earn something for himself this year. Another guy that's going to be approaching for agency is Jesus Lazardo, and he's been a hot ticket on the free agent, or excuse me, the uh, trade market recently as well. Maybe he's more of a value pick at plus 3,000. And then I did mention um, Bobby Miller. He's at plus 3,500. Again, I think it's a little ahead of schedule to be putting any money on him to win Cy Young. But he's a guy that sports a, a 99, 98 on average fastball velocity, and he has a lot of protection around him. So he's likely going to accrue a lot of wins as a starting pitcher. And I know it's 2024, but there are a lot of voters that still, for whatever reason, value starting pitcher wins. Yeah, watch out, Danny. Wins is a four-letter word nowadays in MLB. So when it comes to pitchers, so watch out. That's Danny Vitti. He's the host of the Wake and Rake podcast. Great stuff. Check it out with Will Middlebrooks. My friend, thanks for hanging out with us, and we got to do this again soon. Yeah, anytime, guys. Happy baseball season, all right? Absolutely, yeah. And the, the one thing that I think the Dodgers have going for them, if, if, if you're thinking about them actually getting their trading deadline, they're probably going to get Walker Bueller back from uh, Tommy John surgery, and Clayton Kershaw will be back from his surgery. So there are reinforcements. I still know who's going to get that last out in a big game. That's the only thing that it gives me pause from the Dodgers. Pause is what we're going to do next. More stuff to get to. More college hoops. UConn, unanimous at number one. They're on the road tonight. Plenty of top 25. We'll get after it with Vaughn Dalzell of NBC Sports as he joins us for his, for his plays. It's BetQL Daily presented by BetMG.